Welcome to the SOAR podcast. Thank you for your support. If you want to continue to support this podcast, there are a few things you can do for me. Please like, subscribe, and share. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you would give me a five-star rating. And if you really feel motivated, go ahead and write a review. So welcome to SOAR, the Sisters Overcoming and Rising podcast. I'm Dr. Stephanie, your host, and I'm here to help women overcome limiting beliefs so that they can live their best lives. Sisters, come together now, come together now. It's time to help each other out, help each other out. It's time for transformation, time for healing. You've got the potential, you've got the power now. We can Sisters, overcoming and rising. For tonight is goal setting in life, health, and the new year. And I'm being joined by my special guest, Sharanda Campbell. And wait until you hear her story. Sharanda Campbell is a certified health coach who helps clients take control and set a new path forward towards better health and improved well being. She helps her clients set, track, and achieve their health goals, including nutrition, hydration, sleep, exercise, and mindset. Since October 2019, Sharanda has lost about 75 pounds, started a growing health coaching business, and helped more than 50 families, friends, and referrals towards achieving their health goals. Sharanda received her health certification from the McDonald Center for Obesity Prevention and Education at the Villanova University. For nearly 17 years, she has also been a performance auditor with the United States Government Accountability Office, an independent, nonpartisan agency that works for Congress. She has led multidisciplinary teams of policy analysts, economists, and attorneys to review federal programs and issues in a range of areas, including K-12 education, workforce, and veterans' issues. Prior to her federal career, she worked for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, where she trained more than 3,000 high school and college students around the U.S. on leadership development, grassroots organizing, media outreach, and organizational management. She was also a United States Peace Corps volunteer, serving in Zimbabwe, Africa, where she helped a rural school obtain electricity and build a school and community library, serving hundreds of Zimbabweans. Sharanda received her master's in public administration from Columbia University in New York, New York, and her bachelor's degree from Howard University in Washington, D.C., H.U. Sharanda has two middle school age children and is a member of the National Mothers Organization, Jack and Jill of America. She is also secretary of the Parent Teacher Association at her children's school. She is a member of First Baptist Church of Guilford in Columbia, Maryland, and she also volunteers for the Louisa County Historical Society in her hometown, Louisa, Virginia, where she works to document the history of African Americans in the county. As you can see, Sharanda is quite accomplished and quite busy, so we're so excited to have her on SOAR to discuss our topic of goal setting and life, health, and the new year.
Welcome to SOAR, Sharanda. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. I'm excited for you to be here as well. And I'm really happy to be talking about the topic, goal setting in life and health and in the new year. You have had a pretty transformative year. I remember when we were walking in Centennial Park together and talking about our fitness goals and taking Zumba classes. And then all of a sudden you just took it to a whole nother level. So I would love for you to share your story. Well, thank you, Stephanie. And for, you know, thanks for having me. And I've been so inspired by all that you've accomplished in your full-time career as a medical doctor, but also with you starting your business and really helping people to achieve their goals and their life's ambition. And I find it very inspiring. So thanks for, for having me. You know, when we started walking together, I think it was around late winter, or early spring of 2019. Mm-hmm. And at that time, you know, I was really trying my best. I was really focused on, you know, physical activity, but I was really in poor health. I was 80 pounds overweight. I was pre-diabetic and mentally, I was emotionally exhausted and I held um, a lot of negative emotions, self-doubt in some really key areas of my life. And I was definitely in a place where I was surviving and not thriving. And I realized that if I wanted my life to be different, then I had to be different. And for me, health was an area that I really decided to prioritize Um, And that really kind of came after a friend had introduced me to a health program that I began in October 2019, so just a little over a year ago, that was really focused on creating like one healthy habit at a time. And Mm -hmm. this really began to change things for me. And after three months of being on that program, I had lost 30 pounds, and I was able to be consistent, and I was just really um, able to establish a lot of healthy habits. And so after that point, I started coaching other people. And since that time, I've lost 75 pounds. And I'm also, I have my A1C levels in a normal range. Yes. Yeah, that was really exciting to go to the doctor and hear that. And I worked with nearly 50 clients and many of whom are, have hit their goal weight or on track to reaching it. So it's been a really exciting year for me. Yeah, that is very exciting. So our topic is on goal setting and every year around this time, people decide to set new goals for the new year and a cynical person might say, I have heard everything there is to hear on setting goals. How is this conversation going to be any different? So what is your take on goal setting in health, life and for the new year and what makes it different from what people may have heard in the past? Well, I, you know, I think the, the new year is a good time to think about goals. Um, you know, it's the beginning of the year. It's, you know, first quarter, you know, you know, businesses often think about, you know, their, um, you know, first quarter goals and institutions. I, I think that it makes sense for individuals to do so as well. Um, I don't think that you should limit it to the new year, but I think it is, seems like a natural place to kind of start and to kind of establish new goals. But I think goals are a component of a larger plan. Believe mm-hmm. that, you know, the plan includes goals, but they also, you know, should include some strategies to reach the goals and some metrics to look at, you know, how well you are on track to achieving them over time. And, 
I think that the strategies that we choose to uh, achieve our goals should be based on evidence. And I think that one of the ways, you know, I'm a health coach and I think coaches are a good way to help people to achieve goals. I also use mm-hmm. a coach for financial coaching. Sometimes they're free. They're actually, the financial coach I'm using is a free service through my credit union. And, you know, they help me to kind of go through my my list of debts and expenses and set up some financial goals and different things like that. I think that, you know, I have business coaches that help mentor me. I have career coach. I have a career coach at work that talks Mm -hmm. to me about my career goals. So I think that component of like having coaches can be something that can really help people um, to create goals and also just like accountability structure. And I also think that you know, you think about things in terms of, you know, uh, yearly goals, you think about the new year, but then you should break those down um, into more mm-hmm. kind of manageable pieces. And I don't think any of this is new, um, but I think that sometimes we just don't do what we know. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, you know, and so like if you can think of, uh, you know, think about things in components of like a year and then go move backwards from the year to the quarters and, um, you know, interim, um, you know, goals as well as something to look forward to, like rewards. And I think that once you, and then you, you monthly, and you think about things in a weekly basis, and, and then you break it down to daily, like what, mm-hmm. because it's really based on your daily actions. Um, and so I think that all of that is kind of, um, you know, important with goal setting. The other thing I think is really important is, um, and something I did in 2020 and with your help too, because you had a very important session last year at the very beginning of the year on setting intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I attended that session with you and a, a nice group, another, you know, a group of other women and being really intentional about what it was that I wanted to accomplish. I think that was a very helpful workshop and I had also done like uh, in Dear Yoga workshop where we focus on setting intentions and um, and all, and then I do vision boards. And so I think all mm-hmm. those things can help you to set and dream and visualize what it is um, that you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You hit on something really important because one of the things that I hate about New Year's resolutions is that they're not goals because goals are things that you can break down into components like what you just said a resolution is is usually more like a wish this is what i wish to have happen and it's okay to have a wish but if you actually want to make that wish come true you have to turn it into a goal um and and you have to have the strategies like you just mentioned um, break it down into bite-sized pieces and then work your way through it. And so I think sometimes we just stop short. So we may know how to set goals. We may be gung-ho about setting goals in the beginning of the year. And then we just stop short of doing the actual work of breaking them down and setting mm-hmm. up metrics and um, having the strategies and having the accountability. So um, I'm really glad that you shared that because I, I definitely agree wholeheartedly. And as cliche as it might sound, a new year is a good time to refresh your goals. Just like what you said, um, you know, businesses do it. Uh, 
the government does it. Everybody looks at things in terms of the new year, the new quarter. So what are your goals for 2021? Um, well, you know, I, I have different goals for different kind of categories of things, but I, you know, one area that I, that's still a big focus for me is prioritizing my own health and well-being. And, you know, that's something that mm-hmm. I did do last year. It's something that I want to continue to do because when I can be my best self, I can give my best self to others. Um, so I still have, you know, weight goals that I have. I have fitness, physical fitness goals. I have nutrition goals. I have goals around my sleep. I need to improve my sleep habits. I have goals mm-hmm. around meditation and, um, and also just structure and organization in my life um, to be a more structured with my time and just, um, you know, getting my house in order. Um, so, you know, those are kind of different categories of things. And I would say more specifically, if I had to break like a fitness goal might be, you know, this year I like to try to run an 8K or, you know, mm-hmm. I like to sign up for a yoga class. I don't, um, I haven't um, participated, like I haven't done a yoga class on a regular basis. Um, I like to start dancing, you know, or mm-hmm. I like to get some type of additional certification. So that that's one way that I would break down, you know, some of my goals in this kind of category. Um, but then I also have a big area for me this year is going to be spiritual growth um, for um, myself and also for my children. And, you know, I might break that down to, you know, reading the Bible 15 minutes a day or trying to attend a Bible study class. I currently don't go to any Bible study classes. Um, try to sign up for a Bible study class in my church or sign my kids up for one. Um, um, also around giving to the church, different things like that. Um, and what I want to give, uh, I have, you know, a goal of spending more time with my children that, you know, uh, being so busy with work in, uh, trying to uh, establish a business. Um, mm-hmm. I want to, you know, be very intentional about the, the time that I spend with them and I don't have them long with me before they go away for, to college. And I want to try to, you know, keep that in my mind. Um, so, you know, that might even mean, um, you know, I kind of on a daily basis, I kind of have this like goal of at least 30 minutes individual time with each kid. Um, wow. you know, that sounds like probably terrible to people sometimes like they're at least 30 minutes, like you can't do more, but you know, you can do more, you do more. But because I have that in my head that that's what I want to do, if I see my daughter in ballet class uh, doing a Zoom in the ballet class in the living room, I just bring my chair up next to her and we mm-hmm. end up doing the class together and we've spent an hour together. She didn't expect me to do that. We enjoyed it. And I learned something while she was doing it. You know, it just it, 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 when you have it in your head like that, it, you look for opportunities um, to make sure you yeah. do it. I have business and career goals. And so one of the things that I would like to do is to develop a three to five year plan for both of those things for myself. That's something I like to do for the, the new year. And, you know, those are really around goals of financial freedom um, to mm-hmm. be, you know, they may not all happen within a year, but um, they're part of a long term strategy to be debt free, to have adequate savings and be able to invest in my long term goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one day retiring and sending my kids to college and, you know, things like that. Um, and I, and I also have goals of, um, 
you know, I like to start working on things that I've dreamed about, but I have not really put into action. Um, I like to write a historical fiction novel. Um, oh. And um, I think it might take me like three years to get it done, but I, I can start and I can dedicate mm-hmm. 15 minutes a day to writing. And that helps me toward my long-term goal. So those are some of the things I'm thinking about. And I have big dreams, too, that are not, like, necessarily, you know, it's kind of a dreams. Um, but, I, I, you know, I think they they relate to goals, but they're a little larger than goals. But I'd like to start a Freedom Summer School uh, within the next 10 years um, um, that is in my hometown where we provide uh, summer learning opportunities to disadvantaged children, um, oh. and we have a social justice component to it. So those are some of the, the things I'm thinking about. Those are some great goals. And when you said the, uh, when you mentioned the one about spending 30 minutes a day with each child, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't think I spend 30 minutes a day with each child. Actually, that is um, something that could be a goal for me. I, one day it might be 30 minutes with one child, but not with each individual child. So, um, so that's a good one. I might, I might have to borrow that one. And, and I like how you brought up different categories and because we do have different categories of our life, you know, so we have goals that we want for our family. We have financial goals. We have, um, professional goals. We have personal goals. You know, I, I know I even have goals around my friendships and my relationships and, um, my family and, and things like that. So there's all these different areas. And when you have so many different areas of goals, I think it's helpful to write it down. I know when I was always taught about making goals and, um, they always said that, uh, if it's not written down, it's not a goal. It's just a wish. And that there's something about writing down your goals, which forces you to hold yourself accountable to yourself. And so I have an accountability group and some of us have even started writing out our goals daily in our planner or in a notebook. And the ones of us who do it, we can notice a difference when we're writing our goals out daily. Because a lot of times you just get so caught up in the day to day that you forget that your goals just, you know, are not front of mind. But if you're writing them every day, it it helps them to be right in front of you. So you have done some pretty amazing things this year and set some big goals. I mean, losing 75 pounds in just about one year is like, (laughs) that's an amazingly huge accomplishment. I'm sure you had to be very good at setting and um, strategizing for your goals. How did you stay focused on such a big goal? Well, you know, I did write it down. I kept a journal. I, I journal. Um, and I would keep, I would weigh weekly and I was follow. and I was also following a program, but in terms of like tracking, I would weigh weekly and I could measure my progress, you know? So, I think um, that was like kind of on a weekly basis. And I think, you know, some of the things you're talking about, like daily versus, you know, daily and weekly and breaking things down that way. I've been doing this um, 
miracle morning routine and it's a journal but one of the things that it has i love that yeah but you know the first part of that is they it asks what are the top three things you want to accomplish this week and so then you got to boil everything down to three things you like you got to put them in three (laughs) categories which can be really challenging um but i like that it does that and because it forces me to kind of think, okay, this week, what do I really want to try to accomplish and mm-hmm. uh, or focus on? Because sometimes you can't finish everything in one week, you know, but you can still focus on that activity and you can make progress in, on it. Um, so because it's just something that takes multi steps, you know, yes. um, and you rely on other people and different things like that. But um, so that is one thing I've been doing that I can so, you know, that helps me weekly. And then there's a little exercise that you go through daily that focuses on kind of positive thought. Um, but I use my journal to track things. And, you know, professionally, um, my, my career outside of my, my full-time career, I'm a performance auditor. So some of the approaches that I take to examining organizations, I like to apply to individuals. And, you know... Um, you know, outcomes and, um, you know, metrics and, um, you know, those kinds of things are the things that kind of speak to me. So if you can say, um, you know, maybe like even breaking things down, like if on a daily basis, even if it's just one thing, a household task or uh, a household, um, if just one thing. Like, can you resolve mm-hmm. one thing today? So you at least have one thing checked off. It can be anything you choose, you know, uh, based mm-hmm. on your priorities. Or you can say what I've had to do because I had so many different things, household things I had to take care of. I had to say I need to get through at least five things today. So can mm-hmm. I get through at least five of these today? And that way it just gives me something more manageable I can handle. And I feel like I can accomplish that. You know, and, um, I, you know, if I can't, I try my best to get through all five of them that day. And some days you can't do that because the work schedule requires much more. So that day I may not say five things. I may just say one. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's just kind of keeping a focus on things. Um, and I think what you're talking about having others to help you to stay accountable is really important. I think the coaching for me, the health coaching for me, has helped me to stay on my own journey because yeah. and make it more of a lifestyle because when I'm constantly interacting with my clients and finding out how they're doing and hearing about their progress, I also still need to maintain my own health. I need to lead with my own health to be a good example. Um, and I hear, you know, it's motivating to, mm-hmm. to hear their successes. And when they struggle, um, there are maybe it's a similar thing that I'm struggling with and we can like, you know, go through it together. So I think having community, whether, however mm-hmm. you create it, you know, I think that's what you're descri- what you describe with your friends. Um, you know, community is, a, you know, important for our human experience and, uh, it allows us to do so much. So I think that's another good thing. And then just reading, you know, trainings i do a lot of trainings um a lot of that comes from my uh in my business you know i in both aspects i think of everything that i do i think i do a lot of training so let me just uh so Mm -hmm. 
you know, with your career, like my full-time career, there are requirements around how much training I'm supposed to take annually in, in, on a, in actually on a two-year period. Um, there are requirements, you know, that to keep me under the professional standards. Um, there's latitude in what types of trainings I take, and I, you know, gear them toward what my career goals are, but I have to take training. Um, and in my business, I do a lot of training um, through, um, you know, teaching me the skills that I need to be a good health coach and to mm-hmm. run my business effectively. Um, for parenting, I, I'll sign up for a, work, a parenting workshop or attend, uh, you know, if a mm-hmm. mother's group is having a workshop about parenting, I read books about parenting because... Um, you know, there is some science behind some of this and, um, there, you know, things that the people have found to be effective. Um, so reading is another way that I think, um, can help keep us focused on our goals. Yeah. And then, and and then assessments, like kind of taking a look at where you are, like Mm -hmm. different scales and you can do different tests and different things to kind of judge where you, where you started and then. You know, three months later, you could do the same thing and see if you if you personally feel differently toward the questions that they asked about um, to kind of measure your progress. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's so interesting that, like you said, we have to do trainings at work. I, I have to do clinical medical education and have to get so many CME credits to stay up to date and to stay um sharp in my profession but when it comes to things that we want to do in our personal life we don't always go the training route you know we kind of want to wing it but how how much more like if there's a personal goal that we want to reach why not do some training do some training on how to um, create a budget do some training on even how to you know improve your sisterhood or whatever it is but um, I think that we're used to doing that in our professional lives, but not in all the other areas of our life. So that's a great example that you set. And just going back to what we talked about before in terms of um, creating community and having coaches, the more I meet really highly successful people, I found that they typically have like four or five coaches, just like you said, like a financial coach, a business coach, a um, sometimes they'll have a, a marketing coach if they're building a business. Um, they they have like a leadership or an executive coach. So I think that a lot of really successful people who are really working hard to um, do things have lots of coaches. And then they also have that community filled with mentors. Um, I've been hearing a lot of people who have like a board of directors, people who have experience in different areas that they run their decisions by. So yeah, community is huge. Now you were just talking about your business and you said that you started a program in October, 2019. And then as a result of that pro- program, you decided to become a health coach. Mm-hmm. But tell us more about what it took to start that business. Like, how did you, how did you determine that that's what you, that you wanted to do it as a business? And how did you go about getting certified? What was that like? Mm-hmm. So I had, before I had even started this program, I was already trying to find 
some kind of um, entrepreneurial opportunity for myself. Um, mm. I was thinking of different things. I was trying to see, you know, maybe, you know, consulting in some kind of way from my, you know, my full-time job, kind of leveraging those skills in a different way, possibly that. Um, you know, I had looked into other kind of home-based businesses or products that I personally use that, mm-hmm. you know, I would feel comfortable sharing with other people. Um, so I was kind of already in that mindset and I come from that kind of background where I think you should do more than just your full-time job. If you can, mm-hmm. I think you should... Uh, find ways to start business. I think we should find ways to start businesses for ourselves, particularly in the African-American community. And that is something I've been working on for a long time in different, in different ways. Um, so I wanted that for myself. Like I've tried to help other people, you know, do it. I've, uh, and other work with other people in their businesses, but I wanted one of my own. Um, mm-hmm. and this was easy because one, I had found success in the program. So I believed in what, you know, I would be, you know, sharing with people. I knew that it worked because it was working for me. And I, it was low startup costs, unlike a lot Mm -hmm. of businesses where there, you need, you know, capital or something like that to get started. Well, with this, all I needed to do was pay $199 for a coaching kit. Mm-hmm. And I would attend the free trainings that they had offered me. And I participated in a certification program that basically took me a couple weeks, weekends to kind of, to complete. Um, mm-hmm. but it didn't take very long. And, you know, it's a very simple business model. And, you know, it's created by a doctor who has all the science behind it and the, the books and the tools to teach with. So I just have to follow the system. Right. And so, um, so it was a very easy business for me to start up. It was a very easy business for me to learn how to do. And it was easy for me to do as a working mother. So I did have mm. to get permission for my full-time job in order to do and make sure there were no conflict interests. But also that was something that was very important to me because I needed to be able to do this from home. I couldn't like, travel or be outside of the house doing this. So this allows right. me to do it when my kids are here. I can be, you know, at soccer, you know, take them to soccer practice and still kind of work on this. And it's just easy for me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I spend about 20 hours a week um, working on, you know, the business. And I spend about 40 hours a week working my full-time job. So, you know, I do kind of have like a heavy workload, uh, but some people do that with one job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm not working 60 <laughs> hours a week with one job. These, these are kind of like, you know, two different components. So, um, you know, it's just a lot easier than I thought it would be. And I think there are a lot of opportunities like that. I don't think the one that I have is the only one that is that way because I would start when I was looking for opportunities, I started listening to different podcasts. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, women entrepreneurs, black women entrepreneurs and, and different things that they talked about how they were able to start their businesses. Um, and you know, you know, maybe there's something else out there too that I might choose to do additionally, you know, um, someday. Um, but right now this is kind of where I am and I've 
um, you know, I, and one of the things that I hope to do is to also um, bring on more um, business partners who can, who can also be coaches so that I can train them on, um, you know, you know, how to start their own businesses and, and the, and, and they can share with their community. Um, they can share this gift with their community. Mm. Yeah. Love, love that. Uh, helping other women become entrepreneurs. So what's the name of your business? Well, I'm an independent Optavia health coach. Um, so basically what I do is I, um, help people set health goals and with our program, many people come into our program in the weight loss phase because unfortunately, uh, you know, majority of Americans are either obese or overweight. Um, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not exactly sure the statistic, but I'm, it's nearing like 70% between obesity and being overweight Overweight. when you combine those, when you combine those numbers. And so, um, so many people do come in the weight loss phase and we, um, help them establish what is a healthy, uh, you know, healthy weight loss goal. And then we give them tools and strategies, um, uh, to achieve it. Um, but that's weight loss is not the only component of it. Um, it's also about other just healthy habits. So, you okay. know, hydration being, you know, well hydrated. Uh, many people do not drink enough water a day and it's yes. just, you know, like you're the doctor, right? So it's like if people are not getting like a minimum of 64 ounces and it can help their bodies to function so much more efficiently if they would just drink water. Um, you know, it's just an, or sleep or, you know, getting healthy movement. A lot of people start with the movement and then they want, you know, they're eating anything they want. And so, you know, it's just kind of like understanding, you know, how you can follow the science uh, so that you can, you know, help to, to achieve your health goals. So that's, that's mainly what I do. And, um, it's been so exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, it sounds, it sounds very exciting. Um, you know, I usually on this show like to bring out some of the limiting beliefs that you had to overcome to reach your goals. You know, you, lost 75 pounds, you started a new business, um, you have all of these other goals that you shared with us that, that are huge and big goals. And most of us have some limiting beliefs, whether they be fears or something that we believe to be true that holds us back. So I'm just curious to hear what some of your limiting beliefs were and how you overcame them to be able to do all of the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, for me, one of the biggest limitations is self-doubt. Um, and I think doubt is a symptom of fear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just kind of get in your comfort zone and you forget to step out of it. Um <laughs> Mm-hmm. And are you afraid to step out of it or whatever it may be? Um, so for me, I think the doubt was big, but I mentioned that I had started my year off with, um, I attended this and this is the first time I've ever, ever done it. And I haven't done it since, but I do plan to do it again this year. I've been looking a little bit more into it. Um, there's this practice called yoga uh, in Deirdre. 
Deidre. Mm -hmm. It's, um, you know, where you, you setting Sankalpa. Um, it's like a short statement of positive intent. It's like a mm -hmm. solemn vow or determination or like a will. Um, you know, it deals with a fundamental aspect of trying to heal or transform. And, you know, you, it's like a short statement. So you might say, I'm at peace or mm -hmm. I'm focused or I'm safe if you need to feel grounded. Um, and for me, you know, it's kind of tapping into what is my heart's deepest desires and to even think about mm. that. Cause I don't even think we think about that anymore. No. Like you have to think about what your heart really wants. What does your heart want? And yeah. I, for me, it was like worth. I was dealing mm. with like, I am worthy and self worth. And I think that's how I was trying to attack the doubt, the self doubt. Is mm -hmm. by thinking of the self-worth. So if I think about how worthy I am, and my and I set the intention that I am worthy, um, that kind of just like changed the dynamic for me. And mm -hmm. when I am, you know, we all struggle with disappointments every day. There's something that happens as you know, there's a disappointment. COVID, it's very disappointing, right? There's so many disappointments <laughs> yes. associated with it, and it's. Uh, being able to deal with those disappointments in a positive way, we're looking at them like, you know, we know what is there for me to learn here? What's the opportunity um, for me to uh, grow through this disappointment? Uh, what's the lesson that I need to learn? Um, mm -hmm. And kind of approaching it from that way. And, you know, COVID has been very, this, you know, living during the pandemic times has been very challenging um, for all of us. And, but I've been able to, in a lot of ways, thrive during this period, um, mm -hmm. just because it did allow me to kind of, um, you know, stay home more, uh, mm -hmm. you're still busy. Um, you have a lot to do, but even just the practice of being home, um, gave me an opportunity, uh, to, for time for things that I may not have focused on. Um, yes. so, you know, just like also kind of figuring out a way to deal with disappointment and sadness. And, uh, one of the things I, um, you know, I was, I was doing a Zumba class, um, a Zoom Zumba and the lady had a, uh, song, Christmas song on Luther Vandross, a few of my favorite mm -hmm. things. And, and, you know, it's like, you know, I think, um, I think of a few of my favorite things and then I don't feel so sad. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when I'm sad, let me just think about a few of my favorite things. When I'm in doubt, let me meet it with gratitude and love. And mm -hmm. let me just see how, what happens. If I, instead of me, when I'm in doubt, let me, instead of me, um, addressing you with anger or fear, let me choose love and gratitude and see if I have love a different that. <laughs> reaction. And that's been yeah. working out pretty better for me. Yeah. Um, the, the results are amazing and just love that. Just love how you were just open to the experience of the, of the, the yoga and, and setting a positive, you know, intention or affirmation and really listening to yourself and asking what your heart's deepest desire is. I mean, how often do we even slow down enough to take the opportunity to do that? And like you said, 
COVID has provided some additional opportunities for us to focus on things that we were not focusing on before. So I'm so glad that you really took advantage of that. And, uh, and then whew, learning how to deal with disappointment and sadness. That is a big one. And, and that's one that I know as mothers, we, we try to teach our children too, because, you know, it will serve them well in life if they learn now how to deal with disappointment and sadness. Um, those and were you know, great. This, the only thing I would just say this about goal setting, which I have, um, I mean, I think I've always set goals. I think this year, maybe that I had better strategies to achieve my goals than I had mm-hmm. in previous years. But, um, and, and perhaps I was a little bit more focused on them, um, with, you know, writing them down, whether it be in a journal or writing them down on a daily basis, using them in a book. I also have a lot of whiteboards around. I, mm-hmm. I put, you know, I write things up all over the place uh, on these different boards all the time. Um, but my children are watching. Mm. And I see them, they do vision boards, and I see them setting their goals for themselves, and I see them achieving mm-hmm. their goals. And, you know, I know that Part of that is coming from what they see me doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They do what we do um, more than they do what we tell them to do. So, yeah, as we grow, we're showing them how how to grow. Uh, so that's great. That's a great example. Um, make sure you celebrate yourself for that. And <laughs> <laughs> reward yourself for you know, setting a good example and your children are following in that path. So that that's awesome. And the other thing that I noticed is that when we make big improvements in one area of our life, it always tends to spill over to other areas of our life because we're not just, you know, we're not just our professional selves or our personal selves or our spiritual selves. We're, we're connected beings and, it, and it's all connected, the emotional, spiritual, physical so it, it makes sense that if you have a health goal and you do really well in your health goal, that some of that positivity is going to spill over. So I'm curious as to what were some of the unexpected benefits that you've gotten in other areas of your life as a result of reaching your health goals? You know, I built a lot of confidence for me, um, mm-hmm. which I think... Um, even helped me in my full-time career. Um, mm. I started to dream bigger there and take on more uh, responsibilities and volunteer for different things. And now I've been pretty active there anyway. So, you know, um, I was pretty much giving them a lot anyway, but um, I, think, <laughs> um, I think, you know, it did, you know, I started to think about, okay, well, what is the next level that I, where I want to go and what do I need, need to do to get there? So I think it helped me there to be a little bit more clear and focused. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a big thing. I, you know, I mentioned the children and I think in the parenting. And I also think it's helped me to be a lot more present because I have more energy. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I was really overweight and tired, um, I, for example, on a Friday night, I didn't have much left in me to do anything. 
Um, but now I, on a Friday night, I can do dances and have a little dance party with my, my you know, <laughs> kids in the, in, in, in the, um, living room, um, versus, you know, lying on the bed trying to watch Netflix because I don't have any energy to do anything else. Um, yeah. so, I, so the, the level of energy, um, and, um, you know, I think it's with, you know, in my, you know, having the business too, but I've just been, I've engaged more people. Um, I miss people. Um, I had isolated myself for many mm-hmm. years and, um, I have reached out to friends I haven't spoken to in years and, um, gotten reconnected to them and learned about what's going on in their lives. And, and that's been really good during this pandemic too, because we forget yeah. to call people on the telephone. Mm-hmm. We, we know we just want to text people and we forget to say, Hey, why don't we have a conversation? Let's get on the phone mm-hmm. together. And, um, so, and you know, that's been great. Um, I, it wasn't me who did it, but this is another thing from COVID that, you know, I was a Peace Corps volunteer and, uh, 20 years ago and our group, we had never gotten reconnected because we all live all over the country. and It was just too hard for us to have reunions. But, uh, within a month of like during the pandemic and with zoom, we were like, why don't we all get back together? And it was like 40, of us Yay. Old, you know, gotten connected after we could have done that at any time, you know what I mean? Like we just never thought to do it to connect mm-hmm. that way virtually. And, um, it was just a nice, you know, nice to connect with people. Um, so I think connections to other people has been a ripple effect and Mm -hmm. that you, there's so much to learn from others. There's so much to share with others. And so that has connected me, um, you know, in a human experience in a way that I wasn't, you know, before. And it's given me a lot of, um, you know, just, it's been great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sounds like you were in a little bit of a, of a shell or cocoon and that just focusing on this goal and really reaching this goal, um, it improved your confidence and improved your energy and it, it, it kind of, uh, awakened that desire to connect with other people. So you kind of just kind of came out of, uh, a little bit of a shell. So that, that's huge. That kind of affected every part of your life. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And you know, it, you know, it's not something that I think it was new to me. I mean, I think you, you, you know, I'm a better version of myself, but I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm still a core of who I am. You know, it's just that sometimes, um, that youthful person that you were and all the things that, you know, your, your adventure and your spontaneity and all that like positive energy that you were on fire with when you were a young person, you know, you get into, uh, your career and your family mm-hmm. and you can just kind of get into a routine mm-hmm. and, you know, you get into the surviving. You don't start, to, you know, you don't think about life in a bigger way mm-hmm. and really how you can thrive. And that's what I really 
feel like this program is done for me. And that's why I love coaching so much because I think it can help, you know, really help people to thrive. Um, and I know there are a lot of people who are suffering. Absolutely. Yeah. You get into that life happens phase. And, and I think when I think about it, it's, it's like you're just going through the motions. You're on autopilot. You're just Mm -hmm. going through the motions and you're not really being present or experiencing, you know, just the different, even like when's the last time you went outside when it was raining and stuck your tongue out and let a raindrop drop on your tongue just for the sensation of it. Like, even if you don't swallow it, maybe you think that the atmosphere <laughs> is toxic and you don't want to swallow it. But just the sensation of a raindrop or a snowflake dropping on your tongue and just, you know, smelling what the air smells like, feeling what the wind is like on your skin, seeing all the different colors and just really using all of the five senses that we were blessed with. You know, we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. So we're supposed to use those senses that we have during this lifetime because it's like a gift that was given to us. But life has a way of kind of getting you on that hamster wheel. And it's wonderful when you come up against something that kind of awakens you to, to stop and, and rethink it and just kind of like have a different approach to life. So it's definitely a blessing to be able to, um, to share that with other people. Yeah. And that for us to remember that our days are numbered and, Mm -hmm. you know, so that we can have wisdom in our hearts. Um, you know, each day is a gift and finding the treasure in that day it could be a small thing um you know when i go running you know i I listen to these um guided runs and different things sometimes they have mindful meditation mindful meters different things like that they may have a gratitude but um you know you know it just talks about you know being thankful say say hello to the other runners that you see or, you know, I try to notice, uh, you know, different things. It might be flowers. Let me see all the different beautiful mm-hmm. flowers I could find in my neighborhood. Or now it's Christmas season, uh, holiday season. Let me look at all the different ornaments or, you know, just, you know, finding something to keep you motivated and focus on, you know, the treasures of life. Watching the Absolutely. sunrise, watching the sunset, looking up at the sky. You know, so we went to... Uh, we were together in Frederick at Dr. Jemison's um, uh, oh, yeah. talk. I forgot about that. We were there together at her talk um, that she did. This was right before COVID happened, I think. But, you mm-hmm. know, she had that. She talked about her project look up mm-hmm. and, you know, getting kids to look up into the sky and to yep. be excited and curious about, you know, the stars and the galaxies and, um, just look up. Project look up. Yep. Look in the sky. Yeah, just look up. And uh, that was an amazing project that she described and being, you know, and she described how, you know, as we're also talking about black women entrepreneurs, how as a black woman leading that project, having her perspective there and how that looks different than when we're we're not at the table and we're not participating and we're not leading. So 
these things that we're talking about help us to have the energy to be entrepreneurs and to have things look different as a as a result of us bringing our uniqueness and ourselves to different projects and different businesses Mm -hmm. now what would you say to someone who says why now um in terms of setting big goals for 2021 um i they may have lost someone in 2020 they may just need to rest and recuperate because 2020 was just such a difficult year and they just feel like they just want to take a break from setting goals. They're just glad that they survived. Mm -hmm. Um, But deep down, they probably have something that they wanted to do for years that they either have forgotten about or are not acknowledging. What, what advice would you give to them? I mean, we're just in unique time where they're, is a light at the end of all this, right? And so where do you want to be at the end? Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to be where you currently are? Or what is your future self that you want to be? And if you want something different for your future self, and if you, for me, I'm like working with people with health goals, I think it's a great time to focus on your health. Because... um you should be your healthiest at this point, you know, just trying to be your healthiest um, is a good idea. And it, it gives the, the kind of way that we're living gives us an opportunity in ways that we may not have had. You know, some people are working more from home than they were mm-hmm. before, which provides opportunities for them to do things that they may not have. It may not be as easily to do if they were outside of the home. You know, even taking a walk might be easier for them to do, you know, or drinking water might be easier for them to do at home than it was it if they were in, uh, you know, in the office environment, you know, um, for, um, you know, people who that's maybe not the case and uh, they're they're busy. You know, it's like, where do you want to be when we come through all of this and. If you want to be in a better place, then now is the time to focus on it. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I, you know, I break it down for people. They say, okay, I want to, you know, lose 50 pounds. So I'm like, okay, well, on average, you can lose around, you know, 10 pounds if you're a woman. So let's see where we're going to be in uh, five months from now. That puts you into May. Well, May, mm-hmm. if that's where you want to be in May, then um, keep that in mind and then let us work backwards to create some goals to get you there on a monthly basis. You know, if it's 10 pounds, then we break it down by week where you should be each week. Um, but I think it's a perfect time to uh, focus on your health because every time is a perfect time to focus on your health. <laughs> as soon as you mm-hmm. can start to get healthier, um, the better. Um so, um, I, and I, and I think, you know, you want to come out of this, like I did my, uh, when I first in back in March, right before the gyms shut down, I had done like an in-body scan and gotten all my measurements. And so I still have that piece of paper. And so when this is all mm-hmm. over, I want to compare my numbers and I'm going to be in a better place when I redo my numbers than when I did like had them back in March, I'm already in a better place, you know, 
where I am mm-hmm. currently. So I know that um, I, w- I, w- I will be when this is all over. And yeah. I just say, let yeah. your future self, let your future self coach your present self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some, that's great advice. And the, the other thing I would say is um, it's okay to have to attack both things. So go ahead and set those health goals and um, figure out where you want to be. And then you might need to talk to somebody. You might need to talk to a therapist or a coach about the way you're feeling. If you're feeling like you don't have the energy to set goals or do something, if you don't, if you feel like you don't have the energy to set goals, then you probably could use a coach or a therapist to talk to, to help you with that energy. And then you also are working with um, somebody to help you with your health goals. So um, I think it's important for us to realize that, you know, we need multiple people as, as part of our community to get us where we want to go. Cause like you said, you know, um, we only get one shot at this that we know of. So, <laughs> yeah, I think some people think they don't have goals, but then when you actually talk to them, you're like, that's a goal that you like, they I don't have any goals. I'm like, okay. And then I start asking questions and like, well, that's one goal. Let me, did I hear that correctly? Did, did you say that you, you know, okay, I can, you know, I want to try to reduce, you know, my medicines on this. Well, that's a goal, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people don't realize they have a goal. They do have a goal. Um, and then most people don't write them down. Yep. Or I just want to be able to get out of the bed without, you know, aching and creaking, or I want to have enough energy to be able to enjoy my weekends again. Those are goals too that can be broken down into into smaller goals. So I think we, as human beings, we all naturally have goals. Well, I think that this has been a very informative conversation and very inspiring. I feel, I just feel really inspired and um, motivated and, 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 you know, mindful after this conversation. How can we learn more about your coaching business um, and how can we also follow your journey? So the biggest way I communicate my journey is through Facebook. Um, my name is Sharanda Campbell. And so you can friend me there. Um, I also, um, I can give you my uh, email address. If you want to reach out to me, if you're interested, um, it's S H E R A N D A. Smith, S-M-I-T-H at yahoo.com and I can um, get back in touch with you and share more information. Um, But those are the two primary ways. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sharanda. Thank you for listening to this episode of SOAR. If you'd like to reach me for coaching, you can reach me at www.stephaniebrowncoaching.com. And if you want to follow SOAR, you can follow Sisters Overcoming and Rising on Instagram or Stephanie Brown Coaching on Facebook. Goodbye for now.